you again. And if you know, our conversations, I think, have been progressing along the lines of, of getting a better understanding of African history, even from prehistorical days, shall we say, um, coming up to the present. I, I think that um, uh, history basically has to be taught, and, and for history to be taught, you need an educational process. And I think that's one of the problems that we have. We, we don't have um, educational processes that teach our history. Because if, if, if you look at all of our countries, um, African countries or Afro-Caribbean countries, where we're in the majority, um, uh, and we've been coming dependent since the 60s, Ghana 57, everybody in the 60s and so on coming up. Uh, no one has really changed the curriculum um, in terms of the totality of the curriculum that was left by the, the colonial, I hate to call them masters, but the colonial people or the colonizers. Um, I know that's true in, in the Caribbean and, uh, it, well, it is true also in, in, in Africa. I mean, um, um, you know, we're just struggling, shall we say, to have Marcus Garvey taught in the schools in Jamaica. And um, Kwame Nkrumah has not been taught in the schools in Ghana. And he was the first, you know, a, a president of, of, of Ghana. So, so we, have a, we, have, we have a curriculum problem, we have an educational problem. And, and um, well, why, why don't you jump in there? How, how, I mean, historically, you know, we, we, we have to change that. We have to get the appropriate history on, on, on the curriculum. Um, you've written one book and you're in the process of others. Um, how are we going to get that uh, in the curriculum and really, um, you know, make it part of, of our, our mindset? Because the thing is that we have to change our minds. Um, you know, my dad said, I have an original African mind. I don't think many people can say that. Um, it, you know, um, uh, back in the day in the United States, certainly Harlem um, um, Renaissance, um, you know, with the UNIA, they were talking about the new Negro, meaning that now there was a new Negro after the enslavement of the of the old Negro, shall we say. But now the Negro was becoming awake and conscious of himself, conscious of his history. Um, I, 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 I think um, Kwame Nkrumah tried to do something like that in terms of, of, of Ghana. Um, um, you know, what was the new African, the, the new African? Um, but, but that has not continued anywhere that I know of in, in terms of really focusing on changing the mindset. Um, t tell me what your thoughts on that. I'm from the perspective of a historian and how the educational process can use history to help to change the mindset. This is what I think. Um, I'm a Black Studies teacher, and I have a saying, Black history is interesting, Black Studies is transformative. Mm. And let me explain what I mean by that. Um, during my day jobs, I have been a classroom teacher, and I remember seeing a poster on a school mathematics classroom that referenced Pythagoras in the founding of the Pythagorean theorem. And on a different mathematics classroom, I saw a poster that explained the Roman numerical systems of I, 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 IV, etc., etc. And what these examples show is that when you are dealing with mathematics, you are dealing with the history of mathematics. You see, what these teachers were indirectly teaching their pupils is that the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans were very clever people. And if you were to go through the study of chemistry, it will be the same thing. You're going to get a history of chemistry. English literature is really the history of English literature. And it doesn't matter what the subject is, each subject is going to start with the ancient Greeks and Romans. Then we're going to get into the contributions of the European medieval and Renaissance periods. 
then we're going to get into the 18th century Enlightenment era. Then we're going to get into the modern period. And this is the case with probably every subject taught in the education institutions, with no exceptions as far as I'm aware. So even if we're dealing with physical education or PE, there's going to be track, there's going to be athletics, ancient Greek culture. There's going to be things like wrestling. Uh, wrestling as we have it today is uh, Greco-Roman culture, etc., etc., etc. It's going to take us on this same tour of European uh, culture. Now, what Black Studies does is it recognizes then that it's not just history that needs to change. We need to change the, change the teaching of every single subject. And the scholars that went the furthest back in the day were people like Professor Ivan Van Sertima and the people that were um, associated with the Portland model baseline essays. Um, I don't know, if, sir, were you aware of these essays? No, say that again. The name? The Portland Model Baseline Essays. What happened is, in one of the American states, there mm. was a concerted effort to democratize the curriculum mm. and not just democratize the teaching of history, democratize the teaching of mathematics, democratize the teaching of science, democratize the teaching of music, democratize the teaching of art. And they commissioned scholars to write essays. And then, for example, uh, Professor John Henrik Clark was the person that was commissioned to write the social science essay, and then he based it on history. Um, you had Hunter Havelin Adams was commissioned to write the science essay. Mm. You had uh, Beatrice Lumpkin, I think it was, who was commissioned to write the mathematics essay. And what this meant was school teachers uh, in Portland, Oregon, had access to material that reflected some of the diversity that was in their classrooms. And they produced essays. These essays are online. People can still get them. Oh, wow, and yeah. The, yeah, the essays then democratized the teaching of maths, science, music, art, uh, English literature, etc., 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 bringing in an African component, bringing in a Native American component, and bringing in an Asian component. And this is, I think, the way to go. And this is what's possible for school children. And then for grown adults, Black Studies uh, does the same thing. If you look at the work of uh, Professor Maulana Karenga, Mm -hmm. uh, introduction to Black Studies. He has the history, he has the sociology, the psychology, the politics, the economics, the study of art, the study of literature, the study of music, um, all from our perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how radical the African and Caribbean um, uh, school curriculums should have been um, had we decolonized? <laughs> well, we clearly haven't decolonized, and, and when we have to face that, um, 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 I hope we, we 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 can post those those essays online at, at at some point in time, so that the public can have access to it. I would love to have access to those essays too, because yeah. they will be very educational in a broad sense. And that's really what we're we're talking about um, to 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 educate you know not not only the the classroom person but but the adults as well um, because it has to be across the board and certainly education as we know is a lifelong process because things are always changing you know discoveries etc cetera, etc cetera. so this this is very key but I'm glad you put it in in that context um, uh, a, a a broader um, uh, context of not this history per se, but black studies, if you will, and I don't know, I, I may want to say African studies um, uh, overall, because that's really what we're talking about. And um, I, I hate to fall into the trap of being defined by somebody else, 
by 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 the color of, of skin as opposed to as Martin Luther King would say, the content of your mind, but I'm talking about the, the, the content of our history, our traditions, and our culture. To me, that's what defines me as an African uh, a, a person. Um, you know, because we know we have a lot of people with our skin color, but they're not really Africans. They're so brainwashed that they simply, um, you know, repeat the, the European uh, um, uh, mindset and, 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 and promote not, not just the, the, the ideology, but the way of life in terms of um, utilizing resources and, you know, demonizing others, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, um, again, you know, I don't, I don't think I can say enough to sort of emphasize then the work that has to be done. And of course, you can point your finger and say the work has to be done. Obviously, uh, we have to do the work as as well. We we we're we're part of what needs to um, to bring about change. I mean, um, uh, can change. I jump in there? So yes, please do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Here's the thing. I think what needs to happen mm -hmm. is, first of all, people need to recognize the pioneers. Mm -hmm. And the pioneers in this context would be the people are associated with the Portland model baseline essays and build on their stuff. You see, what's happening when it comes to us and dealing with African history, black studies, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. too many of us are focused on one civilization in ancient Africa, Kemet. We're not even producing books on Kemet, but it's all Kemet, 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 Kemet. And nobody is building on what we should be building on. So let's talk about science and technology. Uh, Professor Ivan Van Sertima wrote Blacks in Science in 1983. And with Blacks in Science in 1983, he laid out, this is what we can do to talk about ancient Africa and its contributions to science and technology and African-Americans and their contribution. That was a good step in the right direction. Then Dr. Charles S. Finch did the book Star of Deep Beginnings, mm -hmm. where he's looking at Africans in the origin and evolution of metals, Africans in the origin and evolution of architecture, Africans in the origin and evolution of number and pattern, or mathematics as we would call it, Africans in the origin and evolution of mining, and so on and so forth. So he laid out a template. And then, of course, you've got Hunter Adams and his children's version of it, which became the Portland model. And then what we have to do is, is get people to build on this. So after Charles Finch, the next important person, is Vincent Taraku Farrar, who wrote the book uh, African Pre-Colonial Material Culture, where he's again talking about Africans in the origin and evolution of cotton, in the origin and evolution of iron, in the origin and evolution of a whole bunch of technologies and their technological transfer to the Americas uh, with the capture of enslaved people. And this is the way to go. So that would provide us with the basis of a science curriculum. Mm -hmm. Then you have a Nigerian scholar, Namdi Ele, who wrote the book, African Architecture, Evolution and Transformation, which could then become the basis for the teaching of African um, uh, 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 architecture and showing the different traditions, traditional African architecture, African Christian architecture, African Islamic architecture. Um, so that become a way that we can do that. And then we can then attach African-American architects to it and so on and so forth. So there's all kinds of work that's been done, but because so much of the Pan-Africanist conscious community are Kemet, 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 no one is really building on this stuff. And we can do the same thing with literature, we can do the same thing with music. We can do the same thing with mathematics. Um, and ultimately, this is the way to go. So one of my, if you like, concerns has been since I wrote the book, When We Ruled, I've written on Black people in the history of religion, Black people in the 
history of mathematics, black people in the history of science and technology, because I want to be a part of people advancing that kind of work and making that work as accessible as possible. And then this now is how we revolutionize the education, because the kind of material that um, Charles Finch, Vincent Taraku Farrar, Van Sertima, that kind of material should already have formed the basis of what is taught in uh, black universities in the Caribbean, in Africa, uh, in the, 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 the historically black universities. That should already have formed that basis. And what we should be doing generation after generation is building on that. And this is how we transform black history into black studies, African studies, whatever term you want to use. Um, you know, I agree with that. Uh, I'll quarrel with you a little bit about um, everything is Kemet, 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 because um, in a very real sense, everything is Kemet, Kemet, Kemet. And and if you look on uh, your your previous words, um, um, everything is, is is Greek or Roman as as far as the European presentation of, mm-hmm. of um, you know element they're talking about, whether it's of sports or it's 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 architecture or, or it's science or what have you they they go back to to, to a Greek origin if you will as mm-hmm. if to say Greeks didn't, didn't learn you you know from Kevin and this is one of the problems that we have is being mm-hmm. able to establish uh, uh, Kemet as the the original civilization that everybody else learned from and of course mm-hmm. you know, different people like the Alp and of course you mentioned Van Sertima. And, and 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 so many others, Finch, etc., have gone there, and mm-hmm. and but I think that's that really is is key. And 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 uh, if you mentioned Karenga, and Karenga is one that really goes goes back there significantly, in, especially in terms of uh, in terms of culture, and mm-hmm. and the 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 original ethical sayings of of the Hoosier, as as he called it, words of wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 so on. And and the whole concept of ma'at, which is the central, you know, concept of uh, Egyptian life, which is righteousness, you know, justice, uh, 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 truth, uh, and, and 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 reciprocity, and so on, and and which was really um, the, the 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 essence of the ideal. Um, um, uh, well, I might as well use the word Egyptian, although sometimes I don't want to use it. About the ideal Egyptian, you know, or, or we'd rather say the ideal African, and and mm-hmm. this is one of the things that's that's lacking in terms of what has happened in, with Western culture. Western culture doesn't have an ideal human being. Um, Western culture, you you know, the people that go on on Time magazine cover or Forbes magazine and so on are the the, the Bill Gates and, and 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 the Warren Buffetts and. You know, on the head of BlackRock or whoever, and that sort of thing. These are people who have, you know, caused, uh, you know, it, it, enormous damage. Damage, uh, and even if they haven't caused enormous, enormous damage, how are they exemplars of anything apart from the accumulation of wealth? And and that's not the essence of what life is all about. Um, we need to go back to an understanding of 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 Kemet with its spirituality. And its understanding of the balance between spirit and matter, and 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 the fact is that we come into existence with with a certain potential, J- just like the, the the oak the 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 oak seed, if you will, has a certain potential, and and if you put it in 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 the right soil and if you water it, it will grow, and then with the sunlight, you're definitely going to get an oak tree. It's the same thing with the human being. I mean, the sperm and 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 the ovum, you you put them together, and you're going to get a human being, if the human being is raised in the right situation. Instead of soil, we're talking about family structure, and 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 in terms of sunlight and watering, we're talking about educational process and the culture in which they exist. And you have a flowering of a perfect human being. And you know, in, back in the day, the flower was the lotus, and and Horus was the one who identified with the lotus, and so on and so forth. So it's all there, and is then been manifested in Africa 
you know, in different um, national settings, etc. And I would argue that nowadays we're talking a lot about Ubuntu, but Ubuntu is very much the same thing, I think, as, as Ma'at in terms of it being the essence of, um, uh, of, of, of the seed that is planted in the human and that the human now becomes an expression, uh, you know, of that. So I think that we always need to go back uh, 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 to Kemet. Of course, you know, there's Kush and there's Nubia, Nile Valley civilization, because everything sprung from that. Not only um, um, within Africa, but also, as you know, outside of Africa, Greece and Rome, as well as in, you know, Harappa, Mohenjo-Daro, the Dravidians, and then on into China and, and Southeast Asia. So we have to reclaim all of that and, and reclaim it consistently. And so put it in their face, so to speak, because the reverse has been done to us over time. So that we're to defend ourselves. Go ahead, please. Yeah, the reason why I, I'm, uh, I'm making the point I'm making is not to undermine ancient Egypt or the other ancient civilizations. But where black people have had an influence on the world and we've changed the science and technology of the world, or we've changed the intellectual discourse of the world, it wasn't just ancient Egypt that did that. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Um, in Britain, um, there's a this great figure, Captain James Cook. And Captain Cook is responsible for the discovery of Australia. Or well, that's the way it appears in uh, uh, European books, certainly the ones coming out of Britain, that's the way it's presented. I have here a news article, which appeared in a right-wing British newspaper, called How 900-Year-Old African Coins Found in Australia May Finally Solve the Mystery of Who Arrived Down Under First. And these coins are from Tanzania. And so you had Tanzanian sailors. I mean, we would call them Tanzanians today. Back in the day, they would have called, been called the, 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 the city-state of Kilwa. And these Tanzanians sailed to Australia 900 years ago. So in other words, the point I'm making is... If we give all the credit in African culture to ancient Egypt, you wouldn't then understand, uh, you wouldn't get the picture. But wait a minute, they weren't the only people that were making it happen in African world intellectual development. People were making it happen all over Africa. But what it is, is our scholarship wants to give the credit strictly to ancient Egypt when there were other African civilizations that were contributing to the intellectual history. And that intellectual history, we need to get a full intellectual history in Africa, not just a Kemetic-centric history. And this is why I, I push African, Pan-African stuff so much, mm -hmm. so that we don't get this idea that it's just one civilization in Africa that intellectually shaped the world. So if we, just to give you one example, um, people like to talk about, and they're right, the influence that ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics had on the Phoenicians, and then how the Phoenicians had an influence on the Greeks, and how Greeks had an influence on the Romans. And therefore we can trace how hieroglyphics became Semitic symbols, became the ancient Greek alphabet, and they became the Roman alphabet. Okay, cool, we can trace that. But that's not the only influence. Did you know that the Ethiopic alphabet is the parent of the Armenian alphabet and the Georgian alphabets of Eastern Europe? No one talks about that. Mm -hmm. And so we then get the impression that the ancient Egyptians were the only clever people in Africa, or the only people in Africa that have influenced our uh, intellectual development wasn't just them. There were other Africans doing it too. And we need to give as many of them shine as possible so that we really can do, just as Europeans can start with Greece and Rome and then go to the, 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 the Renaissance, the medieval period, the Renaissance, the 18th century, we can do the same thing and go all over Africa 
with the same ideas. Do you see? Yeah, and, you know, definitely. But, uh, well, you know, once again, the beginning so far, as far as civilization is concerned, it's certainly, you know, Kemet. I, I mean, you, you can you can speak of Ethiopia, but then you have to de define e Ethiopia in, t in terms of, is it all, all of Africa? Um, um, does Ethiopia yeah. include Egypt or, or is Ethiopia then Abyssinia and so on and so forth? But those are details we don't have to discuss at, at this particular point. I mean, you know, I, I know what you're saying, and I think everybody knows what, what you're saying. Um, there needs to be certainly more inclusion of, of the, the, the other civilization, shall we say. They may be derivative, and some may not be derivative. Some may be original in their, in their own right, uh, you know, in a different geographical setting within the continent, because certainly we know we have a vast uh, continent that... Um, you know, certainly, you know, China, Europe, and America can fit in the continent with a little mm -hmm. bit of Japan. So, you know, it's huge. And, 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 and you know, all of our civilizations didn't necessarily have to start with Nile Valley, or they may have started outside Nile Valley and gotten into Nile Valley, and, and you know, and, and may not have been connected to Nile Valley at all. But, you know, um, you know I think you know this better, better than I do. But, but it's important to, to, um, to understand that the studies have to be broad-based, broad-based in terms of, of geography and civilization within the continent, and broad-based in terms of um, not simply looking at history from the perspective of, of dates and, and numbers and a straight sort of a, a, a timeline, but, mm -hmm. but um, uh, in, involving the, the educational process uh, around our, our culture and cultural contributions and traditions over mm -hmm. time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and you just mentioned something that's extremely important, the whole business of, of, of language. And, mm -hmm. and, and when did writing start? <laughs> you know, um, we, uh, um, <laughs> well, I'm taking you back to Egypt and the pyramid texts and so on in terms mm -hmm. of 3000 BC. But mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's, that's also, you know, uh, uh, significant um, to point that out in terms of the, it being an, um, an antecedent um, by thousands of years mm -hmm. uh, in terms of development elsewhere mm -hmm. and, and, and being, being the, 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 the source of development mm -hmm. elsewhere, I, either because of, of education, people coming in to educate, or because of migration. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that that uh, significant to understand mm -hmm. just the population dynamics of the world, mm -hmm. but the intellectual and and um, uh, uh, um, sociological, uh, uh, you know, I want to say spiritual, and and I suppose I should, or as opposed to religious. But if you dig deep at you know what is behind. And let's say the Hindu religion, you really you really go back, shall we say, to 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 Vedanta and 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 and, and um it, you know um the Samka uh, uh, philosophy. Um <laughs> and, and you go to, to Buddhism and and and, and you, you you trace that through 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 India in, into Tibet, into China and into the Japan, and, and you see the influence of African thought because you know, you and I know that Buddha was one of us. You know, all the, the early um, um, images, shall we say, of Buddha, you know, children with, with curly hair or complexion and features and so on and so forth. Later on, of course, um, you know, Asians um, added, you know, Asian features, but they kept, you know, the, the, the curly hair as, as, as being symbolic in, in most of their uh, images. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm saying in a long-winded way that history, uh, not just history, but the whole world has been turned on its head, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, upside down. And mm -hmm. that's where we are now, because this whole concept of everything started with Greece and with Rome, mm -hmm. uh, um, and, 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 and following that in terms of a direct timeline, and everything before that, is, is primitive when you get these these definitions of of, of animism of, 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 of paganism of, 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 of primitivism 
and, and you know, on and on the derogative statements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When the history has been re rewritten, and not not only the history has been been rewritten, but then it has been re rewritten with such ignorance because mm -hmm. total lack of understanding, uh, even by so many of the the great Egyptologists and so many of these sociologists mm -hmm. who have gone to Africa and have supposedly studied, you know, people in the villages or what have you. But mm -hmm. they've done all of this from the perspective of ignorance. Mm -hmm. And I say that be, 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 because, again, you get back to the European understanding of what is humanly possible. And the only thing they know that's humanly possible is information coming through the five senses and an intellect then that deal with that deals with that information, you know, mm -hmm. you know through 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 logic, and mm -hmm. and 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 that's is the epitome of civilization. Mm -hmm. That's simply a, a narrow uh, portion of, of what reality is. And mm -hmm. Africans have always known this, and Africans have always manifested this this greater understanding we, we, because there's there's always been. If you want to call it a sense, you can call it a sixth sense, but there's always been the understanding that we were not different from nature and mm -hmm. we were one with nature. And, and you go again, it, it's, it's easier certainly for me to go back to Kemet and, and talking about Alsar and Alsar, you know, being, being um, the, the, the son of Ra. Mm -hmm. and, uh, this is the identity with God. And also, of course, was the ideal human being from the African perspective. So, so, so we are one with our creation. How can you be one with your creation? It's clearly not a physical one. It's a spiritual one. So if you're a spiritual one, then, uh, then uh, the, the oneness that you participate in has, mm -hmm. you, know, you have to have access to it and it, it has to have access to you. So you get to a, a unified field. As, as a universal space. And so this, this is intrinsic to Africa, you know, for 10,000 years. And, and it's only coming into an understanding of Europe, you know, within the last few years, if you will, 50 years or so. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not been integrated into philosophy. It's, it's not been integrated in, in, into religion. It's not been integrated into sociology or, or ethics. So, you know, uh, this is why everything is chaotic, I think, within the European uh, situation. And mm -hmm. I'm saying to say that Africa and Africans need to, to have that transformation of mind, of mindset, and, and to be able to, to go back to an understanding. And this is why, again, I validate, shall we say, Kemet, because that's where it was first promulgated. And I think mm -hmm. that's can see it in some sense in its purest uh, form if you understand the hieroglyphics and the symbolism. You have to yeah. understand the symbolism and you have to understand the fact that um, much of what was, was, was taught was taught allegorically as the best way to transmit information, certainly in terms of something that, that was of a spiritual uh, 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 nature and couldn't really be expressed in words because there's mm -hmm. no words for certain things that are beyond the, the intellect. And, and really related simply to direct experience. So mm -hmm. let's go back to that, and, and we have to have an understanding that there's a clear a difference and a clear division that that was primary. Mm -hmm. I mean, Europeans like to go back to Plato, Plato and, 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 and talk about the cave and so on and so forth, but Plato didn't have the, the proper understanding of, of the Kemetic uh, philosophy. And, and then they, they go forward again to people like, you know, Plotinus and, and what have you, and, and Hermeticism, as if to say those things are Greek and they did not come, you, you know, uh, 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 from uh, uh, Africa. But then mm -hmm. those things also were demonized within, within Europe and, mm -hmm. and promulgated those ideas. Again, they were, if they were religious, they were burnt at the stake. You know, or they had to retract, and even if they were scientists, as you know, people like Galileo and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. um, you know, because the religion um, that developed uh, um, uh, in in Europe, certainly since 
325 or whatever Council of Nicaea and then later on Chalcedon and what have you that, that said, you know, anyone who does not subscribe to our dogma, uh -huh. they should be anathemized, if you will. And you know what that means, meaning destroyed. Uh -huh. And that's exactly what they did. They destroyed anybody who did not um, espouse the dogma and therefore have the faith. And, uh -huh. and, and they developed a religion that was based on dogma and, and, and faith and externalized with an anthropomorphic conception of God who was separate from uh, the, the earth and, and, and separate from, from us as human beings. Mm -hmm. concept. But that is what has made, and, again, and you can look the same thing in terms of, of philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, philosophy should be about wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, wisdom has to be something that you have experienced in terms of, of actually knowing. And it certainly mm -hmm. has to go back at least to Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, which is a direct way of knowing, not mm -hmm. an intellectual knowing. Whereas mm -hmm. philosophy that has come down to us in terms of the European sense is about the intellect, and it's about speculation, and it's about mm -hmm. dialectic uh, argumentation, and it mm -hmm. can never discover truth. So you have mm -hmm. a philosophy that can't discover truth. You have a religion that, that does not... That, um, no, you, you cannot achieve salvation through the religion. Uh, mm -hmm. You can only achieve salvation through through the dogma, and and uh, uh, hopefully some external force will help you, so, mm -hmm. such as the, the, the Pope or the Church or you know the confessions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you're going to get your goodies in the hereafter. I mean, mm -hmm. all of those things separate you from yourself, and they're, they're artificial and they're confusing. And, and and I think you know this is exactly what you see. Europe is confused. Uh, I mean, where is where is the basis for ethics and values when you're committing genocide? I think you know how can genocide be be right? I mean, there's no that can be right. Yes, please, because I'm getting carried away with myself a little bit. Yeah, the the, the main issue here is um there has been enough work done by enough scholars to put together the counter curriculum that you're talking about. Um, with the work that has been published on Ma'at, with the work that's been published on African spirituality and so on, there's enough to frame it. But what it is, is people actually putting pen to paper on one hand and then making it the basis of university curricula on the other hand, that's what will produce the change. And we don't really have an excuse because if you consider the Portland model stuff was 1989, I seem to remember, that's a long time ago. In other words, uh, we had 40 years to build on that material 40 years to take that material and this material is available for free online you know um so it's a situation where the transformation of what is taught uh to our next generation we've had an opportunity we haven't used that opportunity we haven't exploited that opportunity and what i'm calling on is for the Pan-African community, the conscious community, whatever term they want to use, to, to avail themselves of this information to make the kind of intellectual changes that you're talking about so mm -hmm. that we don't get into this, but what the Europeans teach is wrong. What the Europeans teach is wrong. What the Europeans teach is wrong. No, this is what we're teaching. Mm -hmm. And we have to empower ourselves to do this because as I've said before, Black history is interesting. Black studies is revolutionary. You see, once you can change the teaching of all the subjects, you now have intellectual revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you're 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 100% correct, and think you're in line with with my 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 father's uh, thinking. Um, mm -hmm. If I can remember his quote. Education is the process by 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 which you bring. bring bring a people to uh, I, I can't think of the quote properly but but to express themselves in for their own benefit something along yeah. those lines and, and education of course is is is, is key 
uh, to develop uh, your own civilization and and, yeah. and poorly educated educated then obviously you're not going to um, you know perform uh, appropriately even within your own civilization so education is is again key and and the point you make is is is, is central because you know. Um, I was at a reparations conference, and you know I've been at different reparations conferences, and my mm -hmm. my emphasis has always been that you know uh, uh, reparations is 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 a is a two way situation. Um, mm -hmm. We've been damaged as a people over time, um, not just for five hundred years, but for a longer period of time, um, mm -hmm. and we, we've discussed some of that then, even just recently. Um, mm -hmm. uh, in order to, to to talk about reparations, well, we have to repair ourselves uh, mm -hmm. as well as as repairing um, the, the systems that, that, that disadvantage us in terms of enslavement, colonialism, and and you know near colonialism. So, mm -hmm. so we have to look to change the systems of governments uh, governance in in the world, and we have to mm -hmm. get some compensation for free labor, and the damage that has been done to us over time. But mm -hmm. in that process, we have to repair ourselves. We have to recognize the damage that has been done to us mm -hmm. as human beings. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, whatever system you create, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it is going to be run and directed by individual human beings. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, I'd like to say, you know, um, uh, a chain is as strong as its weakest link. So you okay. can't really have a society with, with people who are damaged. And, and I use that in the widest sense when I say damaged, uh, you know, who are mentally enslaved and are still clinging uh, to, to a system, uh, a system of, of thought, a, a system of, of, of religion, a system, an economic system, a sociological system, that is not simply outdated, but is not, but is, but it's not fully human because mm -hmm. it doesn't understand what it means to be a full human being beyond mm -hmm. the mind-body complex, um, which, which relates to the five senses and, and and the physical body that houses the five senses. Mm -hmm. And I mean, very primitive because that's just being a human animal, you see, mm -hmm. and. I think behavior of a human animal is animalistic and we've seen that and we're seeing it now in terms mm -hmm. of out there in terms of, of, of the genocide in Gaza and, and in terms of you know NATO um, uh, trying to en encroach um, on, on, on Russia etc et through Ukraine and bring war war to Russia so you know we, we see that you know continuing. And we we'll mm -hmm. continuing in the destabilization of Africa because Africa is the richest continent in the world, and mm -hmm. and um, you know has forty to fifty percent of just about everything that the world world needs. Um, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's diamonds or, or coal town or, or or simply agriculture and certainly oil and so on and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. so unless we are able as Africans, unless we are able to change the mindset then mm -hmm. we cannot develop our own civilization. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll continue to be mimicking, um, uh, you know, the, the European, because that's the one who has created our mindset. And if they have created our mindset, then they can manipulate our minds um, by virtue of the propaganda that they have, which is extensive. Mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, owning all the media and owning the universities and so on and so forth. And th there was just something here recently in the United States where the, um, the, the president of Harvard had to, had to resign because mm -hmm. she was, you know, forced to resign mm -hmm. um, because the people who control uh, the, 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 the money of, of mm -hmm. that Harvard, you know, survives on, shall we say, um, mm -hmm. They called the shots, and and they simply said that she had to resign uh, because mm -hmm. her response to something about you know genocide in Gaza, you know, mm -hmm. uh, was not appropriate. So mm -hmm. the power structure. So so where's your academic freedom? There's no such thing as, as academic freedom. Uh, you I'm going to jump in there, sir. Oh yeah, please do. And this is one of the reasons why academics have to publish outside the system 
have to become um, entrepreneurial outside the system, have to be able to survive outside the system, because that's the only way you can genuinely survive and put out real content that you know that the system can't censor. And I think that this is something that a lot of academics need to understand. You have to be able to survive outside the system on your own uh, assets and your books, your ideas become your assets. You have to work out ways of monetizing them. So consequently, you are not on somebody else's payroll because if you're on their payroll, they can do to you what they did to that Harvard president. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know that's that's true across the board. It's not not only true, you know, at at, at Harvard, you know, per se. And and if you if you look at the the um the, the media, you you know you 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 find the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. um, but where do we have now, you know, um, honest journalism in, in in terms of you know. Uh, back in the day with Woodward and so on, where, where they outed, you know, Nixon and and his, and his den of thieves. Uh, you don't have any journalism like that. Um, you know, everybody now is, is towing the line. Everybody's writing the same story. Um, they've mm -hmm. been down, uh, you know, so much that it doesn't matter whether it's the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, you know, or the Daily News. They're already saying the, the, the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, it's hard, you know. Maybe the Guardian there in England is uh, still carrying some something, you know, fairly decent. But, can I but... can I jump in there, sir? Can I jump in there? Yeah. And this is where social media has given us an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Social media is why me and you can talk from from different continents at the same time and yeah. present um, our ideas to a media uh, to an audience that the system isn't controlling, do you see? And again, we have to look at these things not as obstacles. We have to look at these things as opportunities, opportunities to make our voices heard, opportunities to get our ideas out there and to produce ideas, um, publish ideas, so that we can then create an army of scholars, an army of books. Mm -hmm. So it's not just my book, When We Ruled, it's not just this book over here, this book over there. There's tons of books mm -hmm. all presenting our history. Tons mm -hmm. of books dealing with sociology from our perspective, psychology from our perspective, philosophy from our perspective, what it means to be a human from our perspective. And this is the way that we have to look at it because an opportunity has presented itself, and I don't think that the Pan-African community is embracing the opportunity for what it is. You're correct there, and um, you know, but um, also in in terms of the platforms that we use for social media, as, as you know, we don't really control those platforms, and they they are censored as well. But certainly, we we do have an opportunity to to use them, and we we need also to create our own platforms. It's, it's certainly much easier to uh, to print our own our own books, and and yeah. and clearly that that's that's an advantage which we need to to, to um, you know deal more with. But I I like your idea that you know we 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 have to create a consensus, a group, or whatever it is, like-minded uh, people really to push this agenda that we're talking about, which is, um, you know, education and, and, and um, African studies in, in the wider sense, um, you mm -hmm. know, uh, 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 culture. Um, and of course, this, this would include, um, um, you know, um, the whole Pan-African uh, concept in terms of what has happened uh, in, since the independence of African nations and, and so on and so forth. The, the Nkrumahs and, and the, the Mandelas and um, um, uh, the, the Mobutus and, and what have you in terms of the negative ones. Um, those things have to be illuminated uh, uh, by young people because they just keep saying, for example, oh, you know, 
there are no black leaders. Well, there's a reason, you know, why there are no black leaders that are leading, you know, Africans in in the right direction. Well, you know, half of them have been assassinated, or the other half have had coups uh, uh, engineered against them, usually by the CIA or the French, uh, and that continues uh, to this day. So it's not that we don't have African leaders, but they're they're they're. They have a target on their back if they stand up for their people. So, you know, only the quizzlings survive, so to speak, who are doing the bidding of Macron and these other people. So, mm-hmm. so we have to be serious, as you say. Um, you know, revolution is serious business. And and it's, it's revolution not in terms of uh, picking up a gun, but it's revolution in terms of mind change and individual transformation. And, and, and therefore... Um, once you have individual transformation, then you have uh, the possibility of, of change uh, 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 in, in a large way, um, um, uh-huh. uh, moving towards this multipolar society where, where Africa can come together uh, in terms of, of, of being um, um, a, a meaningful participant in, you know, in the geopolitical uh, arena. And, and that's where it has to be because we're 1.5 billion people. And we, we, we have to do the, the intellectual work that will allow us to be cohesive and maximize our, our, our intellect as, as well as our force as, as a people with, with again, with, with all the, the riches that we have. And the riches are in the ground, on the ground, and, and certainly within our, our people, <laughs> because I believe certainly we're among the most creative people on, uh, on the planet. And not among the least creative, we are among the most creative. So, so the, the the future really should belong to our youngsters, but we have to set the stage better than we've set it so far. And I'd like us to continue on that um, um, uh, vein, shall we say, in our next um, getting deeper into the whole educational process and how how we can structure this thing properly so that we can get like-minded people really, you know, uh, uh, coming together um, uh, to, to move and, and create, you know, systems um, that, 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 that will, uh, you know, allow others to, to, to participate and to join and, and then to develop that, that network using social media, using our ability to publish and so on, and, and therefore, you know, create the information that then would lead to the to the mind to the mind change, and 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 the true revolution, which which I believe is a is a mental uh, revolution for our people, so we can have a new African. <laughs> well said, sir. All right, so I look forward to the next time. Thanks very much, Robin. Thank you. Yeah.